2: Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat for the week of April 5th, 2017. I'm your host, Isaiah Otero, and coming up on Nintendo Voice Chat, we're going to talk about the Nintendo Switch. It's been one month. Some things have changed, some things have not. We're also going to talk about some games that have been released in the last two weeks. Also, we have uh, our best advice for how you can buy a Nintendo Switch. Mm. I'm being sincere with that, I promise. And then finally, a reader question. Joining me to talk about it this week, we have Brian Altano. Hey, what's up? And we have Pear Schneider. Hey. A quick shout-out, though, before – if you're just joining us for Nintendo Voice Chat, make sure you subscribe. Join us on YouTube, join us on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app. Make sure you sign up for the show. And if you like IGN, we are hosting a red carpet premiere for The Fate of the Furious uh, featuring the cast of the movie on Saturday, April 8th, uh, 8.30 p.m. Pacific Time, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. And you can watch this all over the place. YouTube.com slash IGN. Twitch.tv slash IGN. IGN.com and Twitter.com slash IGN. Awesome. Sweet. I yeah, love, those movies, love those man. movies, Why do you love oh, those movies?
3: Yeah, I even love the bad one. Which Tokyo, is the bad Tokyo, one? Tokyo Drift. The, How is right. that the bad one? As, when? The, Tokyo Drift is clearly the worst one in the series different different cast that's not not that's the, the final fantasy a whole one. bunch of weird Things happening with that movie, but I love I love all of those movies dearly. Yep. I'm a a big fan of cars, as you know. Yeah. And I like the action, like it's just so unapologetically over the top. Like it's cars flying out of freaking moving trains, dragging a safe Uh, around town. It's like a
4: a Fast and Furious discussion podcast. No, (laughs) sorry. I got no,
3: I got really excited. I kind of want to go there. I feel like uh, our audience is like
1: uh,
2: yeah, so, yeah I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> all right. So and, that, yeah, all right. right I'm uh, gonna so, so no, easy, in, to So coming up in round one, uh, let's talk about the Nintendo Switch. It's been one month since the release. This is April 5th, the day of this recording. And uh, let's talk a bit about the system and sort of what's happened in this month. How do we feel about the system moving forward? I feel like we broach this topic every, every couple of episodes, but this is the definitive, like how did that first month really go after launch? Um, so it's more tackling the question head on for for us or for people in general because i think, they, I think they've they've we been, should look at it from all angles cuz right. you know
3: there've been kind of reports of, of some issues with the hardware obviously the you know the patching of the you want to lead Joy with the negative sure mm-hmm. no but <laughs> and, and some people reporting that the system is getting warped i haven't had any of those issues and honestly yeah. like i've coped really well with one of my biggest worries going into yeah. the switch launch and the and the switch kind of experience uh, battery power you know, I got myself a little charger. Whenever I'm traveling more than an hour or two hours somewhere on a, on a plane, mm-hmm. I've, I'm ready. I'm plugging in. I'm charging the system. I've just had an awesome time with this. machine. Yeah, me too. And I I, I do want to be
4: sympathetic to the people who are having the issues. Yeah, so, it has yeah, the JoyCon issue. Yeah, the JoyCon right right issue. Here, yeah, yeah, you had I've it. Had right? it. Yeah. It's got um, it. The 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 scratched screen thing is very interesting because I put one of those uh, what is it, like PDX screen protectors on mine, yep. which I. Totally nailed on the first try for some odd, bizarre reason, which I'm never capable of doing, yep. um, and that worked out really well. Uh, the dock uh, overheating or bending the the switch hasn't yeah. really happened to me either. Uh, then again, I don't. I haven't really been playing docked as much as I've been playing as handheld. Played yeah. a ton of
2: dock. So yeah. if you're not I'm sure paranoid, what what they're see. talking about this weekend, uh, specifically on Reddit, there was a huge post that blew up on r slash games about a switch that was only played in dock mode right. that had a slight yeah. warp to it by the side of the car- game. Uh, card cartridge slot yeah it's basically back there and you can see it sort of uh, traced across like he held it against an iPad cover Mm -hmm. and you can see that there was a bit of an issue there now the same reddit poster made a video um, saying that he got in touch with Nintendo customer support that they were great about it they got him a label the next day and he's shipping it out so he'll Make sure to follow up, and at least with the systems that had have issues, if you're having issues, make sure you reach out to Nintendo support because you could apparently not only get it fixed, but it looks like your data can get moved in some yeah. way, and only yeah. Nintendo can do it right now. For sure. Uh, so but, if but, you're having issues, reach out. On top of the Joy-Con thing. So it's, but it's not. I mean,
3: this warping thing is not a systemic issue where lots of people are running into it. And I it doesn't have, seem to be. I have played. The crap out of some of these games, like Zelda, I've played hours upon hours docked, mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't see anything. And I've taken out the system and docked it many times, and I haven't had the. What's the
2: longest you've either. played docked, just out of curiosity? What's the marathon session number for you, for you to out 12, it out 12, it here? Twelve hours, <laughs> twelve hours <laughs> yeah, consecutive, yeah, yeah, probably easily. Yeah, easily. I mean, so. What's what's crazy about this
4: system is that it's the kind of thing where I'll play it docked all day, mm-hmm. and like my wife will come in and she'll be like, "Honey, you've been like sitting in front of the TV yep. all day long," and I'm like, "You're right." And then I pick up the switch, I said, <laughs> and it's like, "Well, there should be a break in this, but now there it doesn't have to be anymore." So I think that's fascinating. I was looking at my library on Switch. I have something like 14 or 15 games already. Um, that's more games than are out. Yeah. What I did no, was I, I got I got out. them to make me a bunch of games specifically yeah. that aren't out yet. Like, no. So I mean, so wow. in the last in the last month, I played Zelda for a hundred hours. Uh, I'm playing through. I I finished Bomberman. I finished um, clips, I went through most of that game. Yeah. I hundred percent did you play Pass. that one
2: with your with your wife?
4: Yeah. Okay, yeah. the, how'd that go? Oh, fantastic! Okay, it's what it's it's like between that. I
3: know and, she's
2: not full gamer. She's no, not really. And between and that and like, about and like about
3: overcooked that's coming out. What do you? Let do? me let me show the screen to the to the audience just so they can see what a full screen of games looks like. <laughs> <laughs> here we'll we'll go on Jose Cam maybe. There we go. Can you See? Uh, yeah. Me let about. me help. There you let go. Me go. Let let me help. Just yeah. Look at that! Look at all those games on the main screen.
2: Yeah, I think I have all of these. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't buy a new Frontier Days. You need to talk about that. Uh...
4: Yeah, so that Ooh. one I was sent to code for. Um, not my favorite Switch game, okay. I'll be honest mm-hmm. about okay. that. It feels more like a Facebook game. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're not all great. But the ones that are on there, like I played through, you know, Fast RMX is awesome. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Clips, Blaster Master, awesome games. Lego City I'm playing now is really cool. Shovel Knight, Binding of Isaac, really fun. I mm-hmm. mean, like, think about, like, The fact that the best game on this system is the kind of game that you can play for a 100 hours in a month and not see it all. And if you're like, "Ah, I need a break, Mm -hmm. there's enough out there to keep you busy. So I think right now the idea of... Getting a big ish Nintendo game every four to six weeks, or maybe eight weeks, couple months, yeah, couple months, yeah. and then in between, getting these cool indie games uh, that we'll talk about some of them today, and and stuff like Lego, which is really cool. I think it's been a really, really successful launch for me on just a strictly playing video games front. It's yeah. a it's a console that I bring with me in my backpack on the way to work. Uh, I bring on trips yeah. I go on. I have brought it everywhere. I've no, you that you
2: bring up a great point because I feel like there was all this constant worry going into the, uh, the over analysis to death going into the launch of the system of yeah. the software lineup and how it, it looked uh, relatively light compared to its competitors. But one thing folks found out, I think, relatively quickly was it was still a quality lineup. I mean, and some of it. I don't know, some of it to me has been kind of tough because when you have a game that's so good like Zelda at launch, it does kind of cast a shadow that's so long that these these titles get covered. Like, I feel yeah. like Shovel Knight... Has not generated the conversation it should. And Spectre of Torment is fantastic. It's very interesting. I think it's better than the first game. Yeah, we. Me.
4: We had the opposite effect of like people went from being like, there's only one good game at launch to being like, maybe if that good game at launch wasn't so good, we'd get to focus on some of the other ones. Like it was so, Zelda's so awesome that it actually overshadowed some of the other games. But I think what's happening with the Switch, which is really fascinating, is it's having a sort of mobile effect. And I mean that in the best way possible before mm-hmm. the comments start getting mad at me. But <laughs> on mobile devices, on my phone, I will play things that I wouldn't normally play on my PS4, right? right. Um, and I think that the same thing's happening on Switch now. Lego City, we'll, we'll talk about it in a bit. I'm playing it on Switch again. I don't think I would have replayed that game on PS4. I hundred percent it on Wii U. I'm good. Yeah. But the idea yeah. of it, like bringing it on a plane or bringing it in a in a taxi, um, and or playing it at my desk at lunch and stuff like that. Uh, It's really cool. So it's sort of making me make decisions uh, to play things that I don't normally think I would give a ton of attention to on a console, on my 4K TV at home. But since it's also got this mobile game effect to it, I can bring it with me anywhere.
2: Yeah, well, and the games are more satisfying than your mobile phone. It reminds me of that funny joke. uh, I remember Shuhei Yoshida trolling someone on Twitter and saying, can you play Uncharted on your iPhone? And it was one of those like, no, you can't. But – it's yeah. very cool that something as, as strong software-wise as Zelda is a game that you're playing at home and then that you're taking with you. It's insane. Um, it's one that I still don't feel comfortable taking out in public, though, but that's really? different. But you were going to say. Well, no it, embarrassment it, issues or for but, fear of getting jacked? But you <laughs> I think a little of
4: both. <laughs> okay, because I have no shame. I have more of like a don't snatch this out of my hand because it's
3: impossible to get my, da- my data back.
2: Oh, You take uh, uh, you, t- you take uh, Uber more than I do, I think. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. I, I live in
3: Marin. There's only nice people. Yeah, his car crazy. drives itself, so yeah, he can play Switch on the way home, That's what it would is. get arrested so quickly. I'm not going to do that. But, um, no, that <laughs> might have a cool mugshot that would but, be, though. But you guys, um, switch <laughs> card,
4: you and the cop playing snipper clips.
3: I, I, you know, like, yeah. I, I, I love the, before the system came out, I love the idea of being able to play some of the smaller games on it. And I have a little bit of Fire Emblem anxiety now, where, you know, this game is now coming out on 3DS, right. and I'm like, wow, I really want it on this nice, mm-hmm. cool machine that I want to Isn't take with point. me and I always have with me now. No, but the, um, the one thing I was worried about is that I am a control freak when it comes to experience, right? Like I want I want 4K HDR. I've got a, a 7.1 and a 5.1 setup yep. in my house. Yep. Like I want the best possible experience and I crank up the volume to it and I tell people to shut up. Yeah. Um <laughs> but with this system like I actually I actually was okay with taking it out of the dock and taking it to a different room and you know playing it elsewhere because the experience is really nice. Yeah. It's like it, yeah. you know, it sounds nice, it looks good on the the small screen and honestly like after you play like 60 hours of Zelda and you've seen it on, on a big screen TV, you're okay with taking it like doing some of the tasks on smaller things and then when I get to a big story moment I'm like, "Ooh, ooh I'm going to go dock it yeah, again dock and I'll it, play." It. Well, it, so I yeah. did I did the um
4: I, most of Hyrule Castle in handheld mode the other day and then I was yep. like oh I feel like I'm getting close to the end and I picked it up walked to the TV plugged it in the TV sat down and beat Ganon
1: when and it
3: hear was that, like yeah.
2: music the yeah. music there. if, is if so you're cool, listening cool, to and wondering yeah. hey I thought it was the Zelda episode this week uh, mis- changes were made yeah. is all I can yeah, say we'll all, so we all finished the, the game we've all finished we'll all and we're good. to stay away from spoilers or talking too much about it but I'm going back in. I'm doing the final 20 shrines that I missed I mean the
4: idea I have 20 left also that's interesting yeah Hundred, yeah, uh, I, twenty-four. No, I had the exact same thing where I finished it and I immediately went back in. Like, I, t- the word "finished" is I completed this. Yep. I, I completed the main objective of beating Ganon,
3: but sure. that means nothing.
4: Yeah. So, no, uh, I, yeah, I think the system's had a great yeah. first month. Like, it's been really cool, aside well, from like the technical <coughs> issues here and there. No, no the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and, and my like
3: one of my jo- you know, fully uh, like disclosure, one of my Joy-Con does not lock in right. right. So I've I've talked yeah, about that issue. That so so there yeah. are small little challenges with the platform. So I don't want to.
2: You know, I don't want to say everything's been rosy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's well, different for from an experience. It's gotta, different like, from you miss your auxiliary, like your uh, what's what's that jack uh, for the audio, the one that five point one. Yeah. No, yeah. no, the uh, I'm like, forgetting, but it's like a carbon fiber, like an optical one. Optical, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, you, but HDMI, you miss that?
3: no, no, that's that's more like HDMI does a great job nowadays. That's so you, yeah, more, don't, you don't mind that I only use there. optical to go back from my TV to my receiver. Got it. Okay, um,
2: just checking.
4: It doesn't. But, yeah, it definitely it, doesn't. I mean the. I don't know if they're patching this. I really hope they do. But the UI being 720p Mm -hmm. in dock mode is kind of hideous. But other than that, I've been able... like If I look at the way my Wii sat next to my PS3 and my 360, where Mm -hmm. it felt like time traveling every time I turned that thing on, I don't get that same experience with the Switch. I feel like the Switch... And part of that is because the UI is so slick and clean and minimalist and fast that it doesn't feel like... It doesn't really feel like it's taking a step backwards, tech-wise.
3: Yeah. No, yeah, you know?
2: But you were going to say pair. I'm sorry, I, I jumped in a little on on the last thing you were about to talk about. Um, I'm not
3: sure what what I was going to say, but like the
2: the one. Really, really
3: cool thing about the system is that kind of that you can have a gaming watering hole almost like I, you know, I would play Zelda on the TV and then my kids would just come up and oh. they were playing games at the same time. Like my daughter kind of walks through the house with that thing in her hand. Yeah. Right. And I posted a picture on Twitter of her watching anime on her phone. And playing Zelda on the Switch, and she's holding both devices at the same time.
2: <laughs> Does she have a third arm? You Where gotta look that? at the picture. It's
3: like I walk by. I'm like, you gotta be kidding <laughs> <That's> me. She's <so laughs> like, stop it. I'm like, I'm taking a picture. She's like, no, don't take a picture. Yeah, like like it's two fingers <clears throat> stretched out holding a phone, and then the rest holding the Switch.
4: Well, it's like like um like one of my favorite shows on TV coming back soon is Better Call Saul, mm-hmm. and they just put the second season on Netflix. The new season starts soon. I sound like I'm shilling for AMC. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I really I really want to rewatch Love that. that. Show, yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let me like shrine sure. grind in Zelda, sure. and like beat some story mode stuff in Bomberman, it's and not sh- call it shrine grind, please.
2: Like, I no, don't like that know Korok does. grind. Yeah. That, sounds Man. Like, that
4: sounds like a pitbull song. Yeah,
2: it's not. It's not good. Oh, I God. am
4: not Korok grinding. That is my one major gripe. Is that I will never hundred percent that game. See,
3: I don't think Justin made up made the point that it's not designed for you to actually go get all of them. Like, there's no grand reward it's more like yes, there is, give, there's a gold but turd but hey. it's more but it's more like giving you a purpose for exploring the world yeah. right like you want to go you, you're never disappointed when you find a cork
2: leaf on top of a of a mountain there's right. something for you to do like or and I really like that something to come back to even mm-hmm. when you feel like you've accomplished so much yeah. uh, I feel like that that's the thing that has hooked me about it so I, I want to bring up a few points uh, I felt like going into switch launch it was a relatively quiet lead in we all had all these questions about UI and screenshots and they and, didn't take the Apple approach of like and future hey, license Coming, yeah. Um, well, that, I'm yeah. going to get to that, but um, more specifically, that they weren't like showing off the device on. Uh, there was definitely an ad campaign happening, and they were putting out more commercials and trailers. And that's the separate note. The marketing seems to be everywhere. I'm on Bart, I see Switch ads. I'm on the highway, I see a Switch ad somewhere, like yeah. on, a, on a billboard. I think they are trying harder than they tried but i do want to give them props for that nindy showcase the week of uh, february 28th the week the system was coming out i feel like and we've said this on the show before but separating indie titles and not trying to bury them in the middle of a nintendo direct to me was a better approach than when they have their headline acts in a direct and then they're trying to smash in like these little indie call outs and they just don't get as much attention as the other stuff that people really want to hear about if anything i hope that in 2017, uh, with Switch, the focus for Directs is to tighten them, to make them more about specific, a set number of games, but keep it short. Don't try to promote an entire season of things in an hour presentation. I agree. In the middle of February. You know yeah. what I'm trying to say? Uh, yeah, and I like, felt like they did it really well with that. I,
3: I think, look, we've been very vocal on the concept of normalizing indie games as just games, yeah. Like we got in the past when um, some of our users were very vocal and said, no, you should have a category for indie game of the year. You know, separate it out because obviously indie games can be very different from mainstream games. They don't have Mm -hmm. the benefit of these big budgets. And like we we were always against that. And lo and behold, we've had indie games win our game of the year, our big awards. And like I love this kind of step towards normalizing that it – it, that there is no real difference in the experience, you know, just because one thing has more special effects doesn't make it a better movie, right? Yeah, and it's so
4: such a, It's such a weird, tricky title, too, to yeah. compartmentalize. You yeah, know, and like, so
3: yeah. I think that's this approach kind of validates that, yeah. too, to basically let these indies stand on their own legs and certainly, you know, World of Goo was one of those big titles that could have yeah, been made Salt, by Nintendo Yeah, And they, over, yeah, and they the announced
2: uh, Overwatch, Wait. they announced SteamWorld Dig 2, they announced Ukulele coming to Switch, like all through Overwatch. that. Overwatch <laughs> It's coming to switch no. not overwatch sorry what? overcooked okay I, overcooked I, <laughs> I was looking at you going like yeah i didn't realize yeah. i missed when did, but did that that actually would be, I, I like um, overcooked
4: way more than overwatch so yeah. that's exciting for me i, overwatch I, I
2: love them both big. yeah Jesus. overwatch would be huge yeah. um so uh a couple of small things too that have changed at least since system launch uh the eShop got updated with the best sellers list for each territory uh that was a yeah. little thing that yep. rolled out uh last week um interestingly see- enough uh sorry just to bring this up some software titles uh just, just it's interesting to look through the different software titles and which ones are thriving in some areas and which aren't. Yeah. Um you were gonna say I
4: was gonna say I saw Snake Pass was the number one number in, in and yeah. uh, number one or two in like ten out of twelve major regions, which yep. is incredible. Oh, that's good. Like yeah, and it's like it's it's a testament to launching a game on Switch right now. And I think launching a game like that on Switch because right now there's room for a game like that to breathe. People are wrapping up Zelda, they're looking for something cool and mm-hmm. interesting and fun and colorful. And like look no further than something like that, you know?
2: So over on Gaff, someone made a great Uh, point. Someone made a thread complaining about uh, the games, though, are starting to drop off the list. So when you go into your Switch and you look at uh, recent releases, that's a set length. And then if you were launch day, like if you were Bomberman Zero. No, not Bomberman Zero. uh, I'm thinking Blaster Master Zero. If you're Blaster Master Zero, you're missing on that list now. Or if you're Shovel Knight, you're starting to disappear. Or I Am Setsuna is another one. Um, I think that that's something that, yes, still needs to be addressed. The uh, the bestsellers Fix is just a fix for what's hot, but some games can disappear. I will say, though, don't underestimate that news section we bought last, brought up last week because that's the way they're trying to promote yeah. these. Now, it shouldn't be yep. a catch-all, though, and it's not going to be, but it does link to the store and it does link you to products.
3: There's so much work that can and needs to be done on the UI of the system overall. I think that is definitely – I, I like its simplicity <clears throat> and how easy it is to find things like you know Xbox – Xbox to me is notorious for like I I go into the well. interface I'm mm. like where is my Netflix app now and then right. you're like looking around and obviously it just got updated so you feel very oh, lost Where this FN2. is this is super and yeah PlayStation yeah, so is I'm looking, I'm looking at the new releases section on the eShop right now and it
4: cuts off before you see stuff like I Am Setsuna mm-hmm. and Blaster Master Zero it's, it shows like fast RMX and snipper clips so it seems a little arbitrary mm-hmm. and I think when you start seeing stuff like the uh, Arcade Archives games like which they launch a couple of them uh, every yeah. week now they, they're all the same rectangle size right and they all start to flood stuff down and push stuff yeah.
3: down the page. So. They, they, honestly, I mean, I, this is, I, I think they need to have more courage to let people scroll, right? Yeah. Like, peop, people are fine scrolling. That's yeah, think what. Think about scrolling that's on what,
2: IGN. How far does someone make it down the page?
3: Right. Well, right. if you incentivize them to find something, they will scroll far, right? Like, we are going to switch some of our feeds to endless scroll, and we've already done this on mobile, obviously, and people are fine scrolling more. And, like, the kind of like the arbitrary limitation of here are the last 12. Uh, most recent releases like that's not our kids browse anymore like uh-huh. you, you can put the last month of releases there Um, even if it is 30
2: like there are also no user reviews on there no. like for someone who's looking yeah. for like hey what do people think yeah. of this game no, what's
3: the bracket there's yeah. nothing at the bottom to scroll to where you're missing out so uh, I, I think they will make that better it's like when you go to Netflix right like you can Hypothetically,
4: click right or down forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you go up to genres and stuff like that, like there's so much, there's so many more ways to sort of tell that story. I yeah. think so they'll get there. And right now, they're like, it looked really good and really clean when there were six games and 12 games, but now there's 20. And yeah. soon there'll be yeah. 40 or yeah. 60 or 100. Move. So
1: it'll, it'll um, get
3: better. I mean, they're going to adjust this thing. Yeah.
4: I mean, curation and discoverability are two of the biggest like issues and problems and and uh, cool things to solve on on every major digital platform yeah. now. So yeah. I'm excited to see where they go with that. Oh,
2: we brought it up on the show too, right? Like, the this is, this is a platform that's going to evolve and we're going to see changes. I hope we're not waiting to A3 to see a lot of them because I just don't think that's the right stage to be announcing that stuff. Um, it, but it moving faster, though. I mean, like yeah. even know, just totally. the Zelda
3: frame rate patch.
2: Which we're like, going to get to. I but, yeah. would not have expected something to pop up
3: like that, to pop up that quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I, guess, yeah.
2: I guess we could bring it up briefly now, right? Like That was one piece of... Uh, mm. That was one surprise to me that was like, wait, what? Really? And of course, like... We are not up to 2017 standard of saying, oh, uh, so here are our patch notes and just have that list of what right. got fixed. Because um, that's always interesting, right? Instead, the note is uh, adjustments have been made <laughs> uh, to make for a more pleasant gaming experience, which, believe it Still or not, Japanese, was the same, uh, was a, a similar note was on the last patch. The day one patch for Zelda uh-huh. had that same quote yeah. below uh, a bullet that was talking about, bullet point that was talking about how uh, the Nintendo Switch expansion patch pass hooks were enabled so you yeah. have a link to the store oh that's yeah. funny that was important to yeah. point out but yeah. what you fixed with the patch was not not, yeah. not, to, not to ride those guys I'm just saying it's yeah. silly yeah.
3: I, I, look, I mean, they, they may even disagree that frame rate drops were an issue, right? Like, and so they don't want to spell it out. But yeah, the game does run smoother. I've noticed it in a couple of areas. I am, I don't think I'm imagining a little bit more drawing in those areas where you know, like if you're in a meadow, you can see the flowers draw in a little bit later than they used to. Sure. But mm-hmm. maybe it's all in my mind. But I feel it, like it does. It does run better
4: as as a handheld device. Um, it's it's this game. This 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 platform updates its games the way my iPhone does which is really slick yeah. like i'll just turn it on and it'll be like oh snake pass was updated and i'm mm-hmm. like oh thanks like my thing got better while I was sleeping. You know, that's <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah. Like I remember on the 3DS, it was kind of a little more cumbersome sometimes. to a rain dance. Yeah. Do a rain dance. For Wii U, dance. you have yeah. to be
2: there. Like, oh, can I please have a yeah. DLC update? And I mean, just looking at the way the UI
4: on this thing launched versus the way the UI launched on the Wii U, which eventually grew to be something I, I kind of liked, mm-hmm. um, especially with like the quick start menu and all that, which I thought was really slick and really yeah, smart. Yeah, I'm trying to um, fix it. And even like you look at the, I mean, look at the launch of any system, right? Like uh, from where it is, like look at the 360s blades to what it ended up being look at the, we were talking, the blades I miss those oh yeah we were talking oh. um, on beyond yesterday about the uh, the what the PlayStation 3 store looked like at launch like oh God yeah these things change go you know? back yeah. yeah they're very interesting so I think the, the switch is in a good spot um, it's cool to see stuff like Zelda just updating already like just a few weeks mm-hmm. in Um yeah. It's a big game and there's, there's not not like yeah. it's not like it's not polished or anything, but it's cool to see them making little tweaks here and there.
2: Yep. And if your uh, game hasn't updated or you found that, well, a patch came out and I'm not sure if I got it or not, um, you can always just hit an option button and it's the first option you see is check for a software update. So mm-hmm. they've made it a lot easier than uh, <laughs> the mess that it used to be. Yep. Yep. All right. I think that's everything on this topic. I mean the only other thing is
3: prospects like the future lineup, right? Like you were very vocal about being worried that the Switch would be kind of like the B platform. It wouldn't get the big Triple A games. And to be fair, we haven't seen any new announcements despite the strong sales performance. Yep. So this thing, I mean, it's sold out and we'll talk about that talk a little to bit that. more. Yeah, but you know. um it's – there are all sorts of indicators that are saying this this thing could have legs and it could yeah. be a big platform and Nintendo could be really back in the game with something unique. We haven't heard from publishers saying, you know what? We made a mistake. We're going to put a big game on sure. it this Christmas. Hopefully, that'll happen at E3. What I think is going to happen is there's going to be – if that
4: wait-and-see optimism pays off, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to look at the sales numbers now, and then around late summer, fall, they're going to make announcements for games that will probably be coming either the end of the year or uh, early 2018. Yeah. I, I think
2: um, at or around E3 would be my yeah. guess only because I think that uh, any company that's on the fence waiting to see how this rides out has – Nintendo has probably shared with them, this is how we're doing, this is how well it's growing. This is why you should consider us. Right. And I think by now, if not by then, those pitches have been made or, or just waiting to get yep. approved. So we'll see. I mean, it, it's a, it's an interesting pickle, but there isn't – you can't look at this year's software lineup and say that it's going to disappoint you so no. far. Not yeah, from n- not. Not Nintendo's not, not Nintendo sure. side and, like, and not the independent I'm, game side at I'm, all. I know. And,
3: and it's like Skyrim, I'm, I'm almost happy that it, it didn't come out at launch because mm-hmm. I do want to play again. I love that game. I thought it was really mm-hmm. good. But... Zelda just ate up all my time. I was, and I
4: was talking with Zach Ryan about this, who's been on the show a bunch of times, yep. and he said that he turned on his PS4 the other day to play something, and uh, he looked at his friends list, and every single thing was like online 16 days ago, online wow. 19 days ago, <laughs> online 20 days ago. They 15. all got switches. <laughs> Everyone got a switch. Despite Horizon, Zelda, yeah. despite I mean, so despite I put pl- the low stock. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, exactly. We could talk about uh, that. No, I, I mean, I and I, I loved Horizon. I played yeah. 55 hours of that game. Yeah. I almost 100. I adore it game, and man. then I dropped yes. it like a bad habit the second Zelda came out and like I've been trying to get back to my PS4 because I want to play a bunch of multi-platform yeah. games yeah. again and the exclusives over there you know and I host a, a PlayStation yeah. show but th- I keep coming back to my Switch for a bunch of reasons and you know I I'm, really
2: hope that that message gets across. Yeah to and that's Atari's. happening to me right now like I really like Persona 5 but I want to play Persona 5 on my Switch and that's not a realistic expectation because yeah. of uh, Sony's involvement with helping that game even get made, like that's mm-hmm. not going to be a thing. So I hope uh, someone at Nintendo and Atlas have already started a conversation because they've gotten. Obviously, they have the Shingeki Tensei series, but that's not the same. Persona Labyrinth, uh, Persona Q Labyrinth, whatever. I can't remember the entire thing. Uh, Persona Q was a cool experiment and a really great idea of pulling in these characters from separate Persona games into this sort of like all-star. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, thing. Look, you look that at the cool.
4: you look at the flagship launch game of this system, and it's something that people have put anywhere. Between fifty and one hundred fifty or two hundred fifty, they
2: are very proud of that.
4: And so, outside of the sales and everything, the message that we're sending loud and clear is: we want to play big, meaty games on this thing. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want, like I mentioned, the mobile uh, comparison before. Like, that'll be fun for like Puyo Pop, Tetris, and stuff like Mm -hmm. that.
3: But I want to play a hundred-hour game on this thing because it's fun to do that. Um, And they made it so easy. Like the the thing I love about this machine, and it's like when the Wii U came out, like a week after launch, I'm like, man, yeah, that gamepad's not that good looking, right? Like, I like the games Mm -hmm. that you could play on it, but the gamepad was kind of... sure. I I look at this thing, it looks awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to take it out of the building and show it to people. It looks beautiful. But man, you stop playing, you hit that button, it goes to sleep instantly and you wake it up and it wakes up instantly. They made it so easy to get in and out of these big games, which was not Possible in the PSP generation when we were first introduced to these bigger games right. on a handheld device right. like that. Uh, you right, you had to wait like, for
2: like the UMD yeah. to, to move, or you had to. There were all these moving parts that it, were. It was it was
3: cumbersome, and like yeah. there were all these things. And you guys probably forgot about you bought a new game on the PSP, and it's like. It needs a system update, and you're at the airport and you can't, right? Like, yeah, it was very cumbersome. They weren't optimized for on the go play. This thing is doing so well with, yeah, that. like and the power draw, so by the way, slick. when yeah. it's
2: asleep is really good. Yeah, like, really nicely it's done. It's not yeah. like just eating away at its own battery. It's uh, like three
4: seconds tell. to jump back into Zelda, like, you're in the middle of a dungeon and yeah. you like you, you shut it off because, like, you get a phone call, you get a text, you put it away. It's three seconds to jump back in. That's yeah. incredible. Yep. All right, well, so we cool. would,
2: we'll definitely have a, a, an E3 prediction show at some point. In in the near future to talk about what we're expecting, um, but uh, I think that's everything on this topic. Right. So uh, then let's move over to uh, games that have been coming out for uh, the past two weeks, I want to say. Yep. Uh, we want to focus on uh, Lego City Undercover. We want to focus on Graceful Explosion Machine because um, we kind of talk I, I don't really want to do a lot of Zelda, any Zelda this week because of saving. <laughs> now we're saving now we're now we're in save mode for uh, spoiler cast so uh, Brian why don't you kick it off uh, with Lego City Undercover which sure. is now on Switch but it's also a multi-platform yep. game It was a Wii U game a, f- a few years
4: ago launches a Wii U exclusive game on uh, on, on on you know Ninten- on Nintendo originally it got ported to 3DS the 3DS version is not so hot uh, it's kind of like it was different I it's very was, different yeah it was it was
2: just a different game but it was starring yeah. it's Chase McLean. is Chase it Chase McCain yeah McCain, it's sorry. sort of like McClain. it's well there's a lot <laughs> yeah. of
4: the way i describe this game is it's sort of Lego GTA and it's a uh, it's the kind of game where like if Pear played with his kids, his kids would be like, I really like this because it's Lego and it's cool. Mm. And Pear would be like, is that a Die Hard reference? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like there's a All lot the of time. like nods for the for the mm. older people out there. But um, you couldn't play it with your kids before. You could not. <laughs> and you can now. And there's co-op. And I just got to play for 20 minutes before uh, we're putting the video before up at noon tomorrow um, or whatever day this goes up. But – um I really like it. This is a really cool game. It was my, one of my favorite games on the Wii U. I'm really happy that people get to play it again. Uh it's ported now to PS4, Xbox One, PC and the Switch. And I'm playing it on Switch because I think it's a fantastic handheld game. Um but it also has co-op now across all platforms. Mm. And this is a really cool game. Uh the port is 59.99, which is a little pricier than I would no. have expected in in 2017, but I think so many people ignored this thing last time around because it was a Wii, Wii U exclusive. exclusive. Yeah. Um and now that it's here again, I think it's absolutely worth revisiting. Like if you finish Zelda and you're looking for like a good open world game with a ton of collectibles, great sense of humor, not too challenging, but not like total baby mode. Um, this is a really good game. There's hundreds of different like uh, scenarios and co- characters to unlock and. Things to collect, and uh, you hop in any car, any car in the game and drive around. It takes place in like somewhere between like there's like San Francisco, there's uh, Manhattan sections, there's like a farm, and they all sort of meld together in this yeah. big goofy Lego. It's gonna
3: fun. I mean, it has a funny sense of humor, like yeah. like a like a Pixar movie. There's like a subtext to it that yep. it is for grown-ups. I like that, but it wasn't designed. Unlike most of the Lego games, it wasn't designed for for two player though. Like, no, how do they solve for like is it collaborative or is it you're simply doing the same thing together?
4: So that was some of the issues. I ran into in co-op mode was that many, many times two players will funnel off and one of them will get to the objective and it'll pop in a full screen and focus on okay. the main character. You get yanked out. So it sort of feels like when you're playing, I mean, look, there's a lot of multiplayer games where it feels like the second character is mm-hmm. sort of secondary. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if it's something you're playing with your kid, that's fine. But if it's something that you're used to like, I don't know, say like Super Mario 3D World, which is like full on co-op and you yeah. don't really ever feel like one person's just a support character mm-hmm. there, you might be a little disappointed. But that's that said, I think um, having two characters running around in an open world is still not something we don't really get a lot of in in, in most open world games. So um, it's a cool novelty. I think it will work great for for kids and stuff like that. But I don't know if it's something that like two pro gamers will really be invested in for the entire duration of
2: the game. So do you see yourself – Finishing this one a completion, like, yeah, will you finish it a second yeah. time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Okay, definitely. and what? You what find about the time? Yeah, how do you, how do you find the insane. time? You, like, you cook, you clean, you sew, you yeah, do comedy. I, I wish I could sew. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: I don't know. I find the time. I just, I love video games, man. It's just like how many hours do you sleep at night? Five. Same. Okay, well, yeah, we're yeah. both New Yorkers. That's, yeah. that comes with the yeah. New York life. Yeah, I, I, I have a high protein diet. You can actually sleep less off it. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no i i um i don't know i really i i wake up early too i wake up before work and i play video games yeah. and then i get home and i cook and i clean yeah,
2: every and once in a while so. you and i will get in a text message like oh yeah, you don't, yeah blah, you blah, you like don't a regular conversation either. meanwhile look at the time I, it's, it's five years, AM. And like five, 30 yeah <laughs> it's crazy um i don't have kids that's the
4: other thing you know they it do take a lot of time. Yeah, uh, yeah a lot of yelling when that happens that'll uh. that'll change significantly
2: and i'll be a tired old man on this show with nothing to contribute but but maybe you can play cool you are you can play yeah yeah so uh it'll be sad like though um at least what you remember of the Wii U version and how it's running on Switch can you speak a little bit more to that so it's
4: running at 1080p 30 frames a second uh, in docked mode some frame rate hiccups Mm -hmm. um Indoor areas seem to be suffering a little more than the outdoor for some odd reason. Yeah. Um, not really seeing a ton of like screen tearing; it just mm-hmm. happens here and there. Uh, 720p in DOCS mode, which okay. is pretty standard. Is the portable experience feel better? Like that's portable the experience the feels great across yeah. several games. One of the things I noticed they ditched was that sort of like distance blur that they used to have in the old one, which mm-hmm. I think helped on the Wii U version mm-hmm. because. Um, Lego blocks from far away are kind of jaggy. Hmm. But if you're playing Breath of the Wild, you're kind of used to seeing, like, I won't say Breath of the Wild looks jaggy, but it's not, like, it It does that thing where it, it like, the closer you get to something, the more detail pops in and pops yeah. out. And you're seeing that here, too. Um, that said, it's a Lego game, right? Yeah. So you're not really expecting, like, the most intense texture work ever made. Yeah. Uh, this is not like Horizon Zero Dawn. It's everything's kind of flat-looking. So it's it kind of works. It's charmingly simple. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah.
4: Uh, in co-op, in co-op, a split screen, which it does a split screen right down the middle rather than that weird clockwork it split doesn't do screen the, that they yeah. try to put in a bunch of Lego yeah, games. Yeah, did for a bit. Which, like, I admire that they try that. It just never really worked for me. Um, it's this annoying. Is, yeah, this is what straight up split screen? down the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and you can play split screen uh, on just your Switch, which is pretty interesting, but you won't be able to play with a Joy-Con left and right because you need camera controls. So you'll have to bring a Pro Controller with you. Uh, okay. uh, or bring a second set of two, controllers somehow. Two sets, yeah. Um, Good luck finding yeah. Good luck finding that.
2: So, um, well, they're great Joy-Con everywhere. It's oh, the, yeah. the color set you can't find anywhere. We're gonna get to that. Yeah.
1: Sorry. We'll, we'll so I, I promise
2: yeah. We'll get that, to that
4: said, if you've never played this game, you're looking for something bigger than just sort of like uh, some of the smaller games on Switch right now to kind of occupy you until Mario Kart. This is a great stopgap. Um, I still don't know if it's worth sixty. I wish this had launched at forty or something yeah. like that. Yeah. But yeah, I'm actually yeah, even 50. turned
3: off by the price point. Like right. I might not buy it. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it feels like. I already own this on the Wii U and sixty bucks is
2: full price that I could be spending on another. Yeah, I didn't buy it the first time around, so I'm less offended by the price, but still feel like it's high. Like just looking at it going, Well, sixty dollars and this this is an older game. But maybe I don't know. Age doesn't make a game cheaper. Like you can make that argument, right? Sure. Like age shouldn't be the indicator yeah, that but, the game is cheaper. But, but, but retailers will tell you. But like, I'm a return customer. you yeah, know, no, like, that's why. To right. me,
3: it's not worth it because I, I would have spent 120 bucks. On well, it.
4: No. yeah, and it's like I was saying to Jose earlier. Like if I look at the the price value of something like Mario Kart, which at the very least they're adding they're adding some bells and whistles mm-hmm. to. Like obviously this has got co op. I don't know how video games are made, and I assume that wasn't an easy thing to just slap mm-hmm. on there. Yeah. But you know this is a Lego game, so ultimately, like, expect a little bit of that Lego jank is the way to describe it. <laughs> okay. Like, you jump on a car and you kind of like slide off weirdly, yeah. and like uh, the camera's
2: a little wonky. At it's, times, a little loose, right? it's a little yeah, loose. Yeah. It's a little loose.
3: Lego blocks are loose.
2: Yeah, but Lego GTA still sounds like a really it's fun, fun man, way to describe it's really it. Yeah. Cool. It's right. it, it was. It's a good game. Yeah. So I've been playing uh, Graceful Explosion Machine, which is a timed exclusive Nintendo talked about in that Nindies Direct back in February. And uh, I really enjoy this game. It is a hardcore shoot 'em up, um, very much in the style of Geometry Wars. And when I say that, I'm talking about more the style gameplay, right? Uh, and somewhat the style of gameplay, but not the look. Um, I mean, it looks not so look. different. Well, yes and no, because you're still <laughs> fleeing from geometric shapes with very simple design. But it's not like this it's not neon the neon lid. look. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely yeah. not glowing in that way um now a couple things uh first of all I, I think what draws me to it the most is the the weapon set and just how smartly designed this this combo chaining system is so the way this thing works you have four weapons they introduce them slowly in the first two stages uh your standard blaster is great in a pinch it has a limited dur it has a limited sort of range but more painfully so it can overheat yeah. So right. you have to very much be aware, and they do the smoking effect on your ship to show that the laser's overheating. Yep. There's also a sound effect you'll hear that will warn you. And you can then shoot into both directions with yeah, this You game, can right? flip you can your flip. ship from either direction just by pulling the uh, the left trigger, which is cool. Either the bumper or the trigger. Both. Yeah. Uh, the right trigger allows you to boost, so you can boost through enemies. You can't boost through bullets. So if you're about to get caught and you've been pinched into a corner, you can zoom twice consecutively before it has to before it has to recharge. Right. Uh, Or if you're me, you can go to switch sides and in a panic hit the wrong button and just boost into a bunch of enemies. (laughs) (laughs) I've done this a couple of times. So so I love the energy blade because it's this weapon that the minute anything gets close to you, you pull out basically an arc blade that will swing around your ship. I think it spins counterclockwise, and it will spin around you once. I may, Maybe it depends on the direction you're facing, but it will wipe everything out around you. So if there are weaker enemies, you're immediately getting power. Now, why is power important? Because anytime you pull the energy blade, you have a power meter for the ship. Your blaster doesn't take up much power, but mm-hmm. all of your other weapons do. Your boost does not take up power. It just has a recharge timer. Do yeah. so you like this one best? Because I like the sniper the best. Like, so I'm getting the there. The feel of it. Well, I cool. like the feel of lulling them all into a... Uh, lulling all these enemies around me and just... <laughs> just cut them all up and get yeah. all, of the, all of this power cells to then just take off. The next weapon they introduce is the sniper shot, which is basically like the Kamehameha of, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. of, of, of snipers that I've ever seen, because yeah. it takes a second to charge up. It slows your ship down, and it's a huge power drain, but... There are certain enemies in the game that there is no way to kill them quickly without basically pulling out the sniper, which is – by the way, that's not a sniper. That's, yeah. that's a ray gun. That's like <laughs> that's hyper blast, cannon, yeah. like some, some like Marvel, <laughs> yep. whatever they called it. Uh, Iron Man pulls out the, uh, the amazing – like that's what it feels like. Um, and then finally there are missiles, and the missiles uh, also have a big power draw depending on how many you shoot. Mm-hmm. So you can tap the button in a direction and they'll fly out. Or you can hold the button and just carefully aim them around you and it almost looks like a scene out of an old anime where you right. see like, sh- 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 like there's macros, like there's all these missiles going around and they're just slapping everything down. Uh, but again, if you run out of power, the problem is you're not defenseless. Your blaster still works. None of your other weapons do mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can still boost. Uh, so the game is all about basically chaining your score there is a story to it you're trying to recover mm-hmm. some warp cells that you lost at the beginning of, of uh, there's there's no text to the story it's just it's implied that you were under attack you lost these warp cells they're on four planets you have to go through all the four planets to get them but um this game, the addictive part is its scoring mechanic because oh, you're the constantly sharing too, right? looking for something to shoot and you are panicking when you've wiped out all these enemies, like, I got nothing, I got nothing, yep. and you're boosting forward to look for the next one because you'll hear a sound effect go, and it feels like something just powered down that's your score yeah. <laughs> because there's this multiplier kicking off constantly oh, that's cool. there's other little uh, cues too that that have just uh, sort of held my attention uh, HD rumble on this game so this is one of the titles that when Nintendo talked about him, uh, talked about it they talked about how it would use HD rumble in a special way and Mo uh, one of the developers for this game was on our show talking about it too mm-hmm. and it really does feel like uh, HD rumble this game kind of demonstrates that it's almost like a volume slider mm-hmm. for, for rumble and what I mean mean. mean by that is when you boost in this game you feel the engine's Climb up, rev full, rev back down, and you mm-hmm. feel that in your hands, yeah. which is really weird. Uh, your first couple times, like, have you noticed how? No, I just realized I turned off feels? rumble after Snake Pass. Oh, so no. I need to go back
1: in. <laughs> I was
2: like, the... this sounds
3: so cool, but I, yeah, mine's. I, I'm going to do that right yeah, now. I play Pro Control, and the rumble is just not as pronounced on the Pro Control. No, yeah. yeah,
2: if if you have them, yeah. uh, the Joy-Con separated, I think you feel it more. Uh, yeah. I felt like having it on the system; it's not as pronounced, but you do notice. Yeah. But it does feel like it. It ran. Ramps up to a heavy rattle and then it ramps back down and it's in sync with your booster, which is cool. You also feel the explosions based on the enemies you're shooting down. So the the little green guys that are like super easy to shoot down, by the way. You just and they're gone. It's like it's like a whisper. um, Energy guys, basically. Yeah, yeah. Basically that's your energy farm. Um, those guys are nothing. Later in the game, they introduce enemies that when they explode, you feel it on the controller. Really? Okay. <laughs> you're like, whoa, okay. So, I didn't get that far yet. Yeah. But were you able
3: to test the, the score upload yet? Because every every time you finish a level, it says upload score, and it's the
2: default is yes yeah. in this game. Yeah, the right? default is yes. Uh, you have to download a patch for it. The patch is live now. Okay. So we were playing pre-release, so that's why we ran into that. Uh, but if you're not connected to the internet, that's going to be a pain. You have to kind of train yourself. To hit B to skip uploading the score because if you hit a yeah. you're going to attempt to and if you don't have Wi-Fi connected right. to it you're not uploading That'd be anything. a good patch to um, the enemies get out of control man so the first planet I think is is very gentle with you and then when you get to planet two planet three and inevitably mm-hmm. planet four like there's this one enemy now that I've been shooting at uh, that they introduced that it's like this big round sphere with like two mandibles at the front mm-hmm. and it, sh- it slowly chases after you if you blow it up it blows up into three smaller versions but one of them is red. You cannot shoot him and be close to him because when he explodes, he creates a blast radius that can hit you. Okay. So it it's just like you're it, it has that Geometry Wars hook of when you see a certain type of enemy, you have to start panicking and know what to do.
3: Okay. So what drives you forward? Because like you know, back in my days, I used to play a lot of uh, shooters like Gradius and Parodius mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. I haven't R seen type. one of these in a and while. And like those yeah. games all where they were very sequential like you're playing to get a bigger upgrade to your weapon in this game you get all these weapons and yeah. you can
2: switch from uh, between them at will so what drives you? Survival yeah. <laughs> just making it through Scores, the right? stage score, score and survival uh, yeah. uh, it feels really good when you've ramped up the multiplier or multi- Multiplier, excuse me, to like 34 yeah. mm-hmm. uh, there's just something uh, very addictive about that um, now this isn't a game that's pulling you in because of its stage design because the stage design for the most part is very simple. Yep. It's basically a looping section and they will de- de- sort of design it in a specific way where like let's say it's in a V shape where you know as you progress forward you're descending and then as you go past you're ascending again and then guess mm-hmm. what? When you hit the edge of that screen it's descending again. So it just loops this one area over and over. Mm-hmm. Later on they mess with you a little more by introducing like tighter confines to fight a lot of enemies or they even do this thing where like there's a moving hazard on the stage. I wish they did that more. There's mm-hmm. this one stage where uh, there is a laser beam. Uh, it's not an enemy because you can't stop shooting it. You can't shoot it, but it's basically a beam that is moving across the stage with you. And you can hide underneath because uh, you can't see. shoot okay. through the planet, but it follows you slowly. Now, if the, volu- if, if the speed on that thing was turned up, I would hate it. Uh, <laughs> but it's a lot of, and you can't boost through it like yeah. you can enemies because that okay. counts as fire. So, I don't know. I hope I'm not raving like a crazy man. No, I really no. enjoy this game. Yeah, like, I, I really like, like the
4: sort of like... It's car- solid. It's got this kind of like cartoonish reso gun. Approach to the level yeah. design—it's mm-hmm. um, yeah. not straightforward, linear, left to right, like something like Gradius or um, you know, Ikaruga or yeah. Life Force, which is one of my favorite shmups of all time. Devious, devious, yeah. Um, this one's a little more like, but it's not also like just a big sort of sandbox like uh, Geometry Wars, yeah. right? Yeah. So I kind of like that it's like stage-based. You kick as much ass as you can, then you kick over to the next one, and yeah. it was like you can sort of focus on each individual challenge underneath a planetary hub where there'll be like a planet and underneath there's like seven or eight stages or something yeah. like that and yeah. you you try to kick ass as much as you can at each one you can bounce between them and get better or yeah. worse. And, yeah it and unlocks
2: gone. as you go yep. and uh it you know it, it it just mechanically it feels really good to me every weapon makes sense yeah like it has a, a rule behind it that in the heat of the moment you completely understand what your next option is when the blaster fizzes out yep. Yep. or you completely understand if i press that missile button one more time we're out of power. And when you're out of power, I should be clear, it's not that your ship can't move. It's that none of your other weapons work, yeah, right. um, which is a really interesting dynamic, I feel. Yeah. like I haven't played a shmup like this. I liked Resogun a lot, but I think Resogun did this incredibly smart thing of adding a side objective of rescuing these people mm-hmm. and having an, a finite window to do that, where like, uh, if you didn't get to the green oh, yeah, guy yeah, who yeah. got out of his cell in time, yeah. an alien would come and take him away. And yeah. you can yeah. even dynamically rescue him out of the air, but that was a really cool objective to defender. toss in. Yeah, it was it was very yeah. defender. Yeah. Um this doesn 't do that, it mm. instead I, I feel the addiction comes more from, okay, I know I can get to a fifty multiplayer, uh, That's fire. Cool. like I know that, but it 's the challenge of getting there and how how stressful it can be cool so you're having fun with it, yeah, yeah, and you get three lives per phase uh, per per planet. If you run out of lives, you, you can know. kick the game over, and you have to start from phase one, every stage is three phases so far,
3: yep, and I like the again like it's a it 's a beautiful game to play on the go, yeah, you yeah. know just because you have these kind of shorter bite sized levels. And and you can you can stop in between the different phases and put the system to yep. sleep.
4: Yep. And Jose, really you're fun. putting I'm, you're I'm putting an, an official review
2: on IGN, right? I am putting together a review for IGN. I still have to take on the Last Planet, cool. uh, which is <laughs> it's been tough. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I I so far I'm enjoying a lot. My my number one recommendation is play it with Rumble on because mm-hmm. you really do feel okay. it. Um, and it's something that at first you're even asking yourself, was that was that the rumble? Like is that what – and it is. It's like there are smaller explosions. There are larger explosions. When you boost, you feel like what I was saying, like just that. that sort of the volume went up, the volume went down. And yeah. it's kind of cool how gradual it is. Like it really does show off. I can't wait. Like imagine a Metroid game where – when you're charging up the blaster, you're feeling a very specific, <laughs> like specific feeling. Or when you're using a hook shot, or when yep. you're when you're using a smart bomb, like that is to me the potential that HD Rumble has. That, and it's just funny because every game ha- rumbles. Every control has been yeah, rumbling since totally. the PlayStation One and, and the and the N sixty four. Yeah, you know who forgets Metal Gear when you put the freaking controller on your arm. I want to see more developers like tap into the weird stuff like that.
3: Oh, That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Nice. All right. Well,
2: another game coming out. Another I, mean, game I feel coming like out. there is too much to play at this yeah, point. Yeah. It's a good problem to have. We didn't cover Has-Been Heroes. I yeah. played a little. Um, it got, uh, I think, a six on IGN. Like yeah. it, ha- it, it didn't score well. I've only played a few minutes. The tutorial is straightforward. I didn't um, think the tutorial but-
4: was straightforward at all.
2: Uh, well, it's introducing a lot of stuff. I mean, it's yeah. more straightforward than when you finally get thrown into the final game, which is way too hard. Yeah, the reviews on this game are really interesting because they're kind of all over the place. And I think the people that really locked in on
4: it really love it. Yeah. And I'm not one of those people. Yeah. Um, I found the tutorial to be sort of obtuse. I'm not mm-hmm. crazy about the, arts, the art style, the art direction, mm-hmm. the character design. Um, it's sort of like a lane-based tutorial. Uh, turn-based strategy game that's a little more action oriented yep. um, you're sort of rushing from left to right through these Labyrinthian environments and then
2: taking on enemies Um, I mean, you're trying to combo the attacks from 3 yeah. different players which is something to wrap your
4: brain around and I, I think uh, it's a I think it's a great concept mm-hmm. for a game like this mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of things that are that are pushing me away from it mm-hmm. um, it's also very challenging very early on so it's not something I'm I wasn't I, I just wasn't really crazy about yeah. it's also it's available on other platforms if you want to check it out there too but yeah. um, I didn't think it Particularly look great in handheld mode either. Yep. It's one of those things that did not scale down well to that screen. I think that's the thing that developers really need to keep in mind mm-hmm. when um, when making games. I mean, it, it's sort of like you look at like a game like Dead Rising when it launched on 360, when you couldn't mm-hmm. read the text; it was so small. <laughs> oh, remember that? Um, and we're still sort of running into UI issues like that, you know, dec- you know, years later with with handheld games and with Nintendo Switch games and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I feel like Zelda did a good job. You can kind of tell. Uh, what was going on at any given moment. There were very few moments in Zelda where I was playing in handheld mode and I was like, I can't really tell what's going
1: on. Um,
4: But yeah, I don't know if this is a game I would particularly recommend. But it's out there. You should check out IGN's review. Uh, Check out some other reviews too. Maybe it's something you're looking for because there isn't really anything else like it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's
2: hard to really explain to people because you haven't played uh, a turn-based strategy game that is also moving in real time in a specific yeah. way like this. I'm gonna throw some more time into it and see if it sticks. Sure. But I know the the hour or so I gave it, it didn't really grab me, and uh, I was also at the time very hooked on Zelda. Whereas now I finally put Zelda down. I'm saying wow. it on the show. You're I done. I have to. I have to. Um, 200 hours of yeah. review. Really? Beat it twice. Like yep. I think I think I've done I it all. I think you're done. For yeah. Hell. I yeah. do want to find the last fourteen shrines that are left. No, 24. I'm, I'm down to 24 wow. Are you on a shrine and grind? And it's time for a call out. Uh, so this week, uh, Podcast Unlocked will be bringing you a very, very special uh, episode weighing in on the big Microsoft Scorpio reveal. Now, this is something that if it interests you, if you're, if you're a big fan of console games or you just want to hear what God said, make sure you check that out. The episode is... Being recorded tomorrow, which is Thursday, we're recording on a Wednesday as a result. But uh, make sure you tune in for all of your post analysis from Ryan McCaffrey and the Unlocked Crew, and that episode will go live on IGN and the Podcast Unlocked podcast feed on Thursday. So make sure you check that out. And we're going to move on. All right, and let's move into our third topic here. So if you have you've heard us talk about Nintendo Switch a lot on this show, uh, but you might be wondering well, I missed pre-orders and I still haven't bought one and I'm trying to find one and this is a situation we've run into very often with Nintendo. Yep. We've run through it with Amiibo. We've run through it with uh, with Switch Now. We ran through it with NES Classic. Uh, and so I thought it would be a great, listeners uh sort of um service service thank you to have us talk a little bit about like our best practices and our best advice for anyone who's trying to find a switch. Uh, this was inspired by uh someone who wrote into the show actually. I want to give him a quick shout out. Uh this email is from Alex Vance, who was asking, you know, I've been trying to find one for a month now. Like, do you have suggestions? It can be super frustrating. And you can email us at mvc at IGN.com. By the way, if you have questions, this was just one that came in. Yeah,
4: I mean, it feels, I mean, we've all, as people who were texting each other for uh, tiny Amiibos a a year ago, uh, we've been there. And Mm -hmm. I feel like with Nintendo, we're going to be continuing to be there with a variety of products at the launch for a very long time, NES Classic being one of them. Uh, One of the things I like to use is a site called Now In Stock. Yeah, now it stocks really news, great. Yeah. Yep, and they, they they'll list. Uh, you can find a product listing for Nintendo Switch on there. But I believe somebody also curated a page that has Nintendo Switch um, Zelda. It's got all the games. It's also got all the accessories. So say you're looking for a Pro controller, or you're looking for an extra, you know, what like a stand that Pear has over here. Uh, it'll list all of the retailers that are selling them, um, hopefully in your region. So you'll get to see Nintendo Switch, Walmart, Best Buy, Target, Amazon, mm-hmm. all the other stuff. That's good. Uh, BrickSeek is another
3: sort of similar one. And then but now in stocks you can you can actually put your um, cell phone number in yeah. and it will send you a text message yep. when it's in stock. It'll and like ping you Because sometimes that stuff is in stock for like five yep. minutes because yep. there's this rush, right? Yeah it's tough. It's tough. There's also um
4: that program called Line which uh, we don't use a lot of here in America but you can get yourself on it and get yourself in a line group. Um, Reddit's another great run. So uh, you're saying
2: line chat? Like yeah. just sign up for a line chat group where someone will send a message like it's in stock yep. and you just yep. <laughs> yep. Vroom, um, who will specifically help you with that? Stranger is, Danger, yeah, reminder. Stranger uh, if danger. you don't know who's on the internet, just yeah. be careful. Uh, there's We're not a guy advocating for you to sign up for Line and talk to strangers. Go I want
4: to <laughs> give, give a shout out to Wario64 on yeah. Twitter, who's a guy that you should all follow if you're looking for stuff like this. He also tweets out video game deals all the time. Yeah. Even if you don't use Twitter yeah. much, you can sign up to subscribe to just his tweets, mm-hmm. um, although you should follow us all on Twitter. Uh, but um, check check his stuff out because I've actually been able to get a bunch of stuff through that. He'll tweet out a link. uh, The second it goes live mm -hmm. you can click on it. You'll get through within a a few clicks. One thing I do want to say that'll make things incredibly easy for you is make accounts on Walmart, Best Buy, Target. In in advance. In advance. Save GameStop, Amazon. Save your information. Set up your PayPal, your credit cards, whatever that is because so many times you'll have something in your cart. You'll be fumbling for your card and those sites will rip it out and sell it to somebody who is in line fast.
2: Amazon will disable one click ordering, so you don't always have that totally. security. But if yeah. you are a customer of uh, and want to buy something, like I ran into the problem of, you know, a good friend of mine ordered uh, an extra switch off of Best Buy and he sold it to me. Yep. But because he didn't have an account, he couldn't get the address changed. So it got shipped to St. Louis. Oh, it didn't no, end up getting shipped tough. to San Francisco where it was yeah. intended to go. I,
3: I've heard horror stories of people who had an old credit card in there and then Best Buy goes like, well, no, you don't want it. Sorry, bump. And it's gone, right? So make sure everything is. Up to date um, on Twitter, also uh, Eric Song at IGN runs IGN Deals. Yeah, so if you follow IGN Deals, he actually that's how I got my second Pro controller because I couldn't find the thing anywhere. And boom, you know, IGN Deals tweeted it out, and it's it's there sometimes for five minutes. Just yeah. you know, kind of follow a couple of accounts until um, you know while you need them until you found them. Yeah, I will also add um,
4: if you're excited and you're like, "Oh, I'm going to order one, one for my friend, or two, or something like that." Uh, be careful because a lot of sites like Amazon will automatically cancel you if you order too many at the yeah. same
2: time. Well, and also, of, you know, people. Speaking yeah. of Amazon, though, uh, Amazon and eBay, be careful with the reseller market because yes. you can get taken. You will be taken. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, like if you see uh, a first-time seller that does not have a, a rating behind their name or have, doesn't have a history behind totally. them. And they're selling a Switch and it seems too good to be true. There's a good chance that it is too good to be true. Yeah. The,
3: the accessories especially, if you go to Amazon, you look up some of the colored um, uh, accessories like the blue or the red Joy-Con, you'll find deals where it shows like $12 yeah. for the blue Joy-Con. And they'll be like... 20 providers and all of them have about like, they have good star ratings, five, six, eight or so. When you go into the reviews, you notice that they're all from like 2001. That's because they're old accounts that in some cases have been hacked or taken over. Amazon's been really slow at addressing this, so be careful. Um, And you'll see they all look very, very similar and they all have the same price. If it's $12 for a $70 um, ticket item, don't do it. it Yet, it's it's a trap.
4: Pear's totally right. Like, be, Make sure you're buying directly from Amazon or a reputable seller. Um, another thing I wanted to add is Amazon Now. Now, Amazon Now Prime is now. only- Prime, Prime, Prime Now. Yeah. Amazon Prime Now is only available in select cities right now. Uh, you can download the app if you live in stuff like New York, San Francisco, I believe LA, Chicago, mm-hmm. a, couple of, a couple of major cities in America. Um, I'm not sure about the rest of the world, but just give it a look. And I was able to get my NES Classic 3 I mean, I that way too. Yeah. I think we got it the same week. Yeah, yeah, my yeah. sister and it was really cool because I went from being like, I was searching for this things for months. Amazon Prime Now actually gets allocated different shipment numbers than the actual website hmm. does. So stuff that sells out immediately there. I got very frustrated on the Switch launch day because I had pre ordered one in January, but people had jumped on Prime Now that morning and were getting them that
2: day. And, yeah. and the, the way Prime like Now works yeah. is you'll get it same day. You get it same day. Yeah, like sometimes you'll pick the same the time, hour. Yeah, you'll pick the time that the delivery person is coming, yep. and they will come through and again make sure you sign up for Amazon and yeah. you have to be a Prime member in order to yeah. take advantage of Prime now And it's like it Uber. is like Uber; basically you can, you can someone track. will bring it yeah you can track oh, it someone awesome. will bring it yep. to your home uh, you get a, a courtesy phone call or an email like yeah. something like that yeah. a text even if you choose special instructions you name it it's very much like either Uber or even like Grubhub if you're one of those folks who like you leave, leave special instructions excuse me for deliveries yeah.
4: yeah and I think they charge you a couple extra bucks for delivery you can put in like a, a tip and stuff like that uh, my last one was GameStop obviously everyone buys video game consoles through GameStop but what GameStop does to sort of combat the fact that they know they're going to sell a bunch is they do these bundles. sort of like bundles, yeah, yeah. these like kind of retailer-created bundles. Mm-hmm. Those are hit or miss. I know with the NES Classic, they are like they were like, you got to buy a backpack and a Mario hat. And I'm like, I don't need all that junk. But mm-hmm. for Nintendo Switch, I've seen stuff like they'll throw in Zelda, a pro controller, and a strategy guide. Stuff you want. Stuff that kind of like, yeah, you might actually want mm-hmm. more of. And keep in mind, you can get some of that stuff, um, trade it back in or sell it on eBay, make your money back. But le- people are less inclined to jump on a $500 Switch bundle. So if you're thinking of buying that stuff anyway, you're not necessarily getting a deal on it, but you will be quicker in line to buy a console that most people will won't you know it's a barrier for entries a little yeah. higher?
3: Yeah, I and you know, some of the big retailers, once in a while, you'll walk in, you'll see that stuff in in stock. Like, my local Target or Best Buy, the shelves have been wiped clean. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're saying you can find gray Joy-Con, I haven't seen anything okay, in so the I'll wild. Bring that up. I've yeah. seen like only a hideous case at one of them, but that like one, there were actually like tumbleweeds in the, in the Nintendo aisle, so, so it's definitely going fast. I do have one really helpful hand. tip um, before I hand it over to you, and that's. The foreign websites for Amazon. Oh, yeah. I was going to say Amazon Japan, Amazon Germany. um, You know, they'll ship overseas. So even if you live in the US, you can order from there. You can switch the language. You can put your foreign credit card in. Um, You know, Amazon Japan, especially when the yen course is low, when they have them in stock, you'll actually get them for the same price, if not cheaper, with the shipping from overseas. Right. Um, Right now, I checked Amazon Japan. It's sold out. There's a third party reseller. And so, uh, but you can still get it if you want one for 400 bucks. Right. So, you know, it's about I think it's uh three ninety nine, three uh thirty nine thousand yen. You know, make the conversion, make sure that it's all right. But like sure. you'll get one for four hundred bucks if you want one now, because there is no difference. You can set up the system to be in English, you don't have to worry about anything. They're region free. Yeah, have so a, much of the yeah. accessories are region free, or all the
2: accessories. No, they're all region free. Europe, so Europe has like a, a different people. plug, so you have to watch out, right? Yeah, so you're so need you will to buy an American AC adapter. Exactly. But that's Depend, easier you to find. Like you'll you'll be able to find excuse me, an AC adapter before yeah. you find find a system mm-hmm. uh, to be fair, uh, so I have a Saturday ritual where a friend and I meet up, and we always end up going to lunch uh, like either at a mall or someplace. some place, but if we are near a mall, I hit up gamestop target, Best Buy just to see what what's the, what's the sure. uh, what 's the, what's the situation as it aisle. It's been empty for I, – I should do the regular segment on the show where yeah. we talk about it. It has been empty in that aisle for three weeks now, maybe four. It's like when they're the combing thing, the desert in Spaceballs. Dude, <laughs> the only thing going on in the Nintendo aisle is this awesome Switch display that they've put out. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but it's, a, it's this cool and like, nice television. It just walks you through like it's touch display, uh, little little control where you can like watch Switch videos and trailers, and they tell you all the games that have been announced, blah, blah, blah. And there are gray Joy-Con everywhere. Like, really? if you're in southern, uh, southern, uh, San Francisco. So I'm talking Daily City, Coma, like that area, Tanfran, You know what I'm talking about. Yep, yep, yep. Um, there are gray Joy-Con for days. <laughs> you will not find. Uh, we have col- none up north. Color, color Joy-Cons nowhere to be found. I've seen AC adapters. I never find cases. G- you have AC be- adapters? I've seen AC adapters. Look at this last while, trip. While. Uh, Target in, uh, oof, one of the Target stores, it may have been Fran, I don't quite remember. Um, but we, uh, we, we saw them. And again, like GameStop, uh, my friend does this obnoxious thing too, where we, we go in the store and be like, so do you have Switches? And I'm like, yeah. why do you even ask? He's like, because I want to see what is the one day I asked. They yeah. have it. And I'm like, it would be on us. It that has us. happened to me yeah. at a Best Buy. Yeah, he asked They didn't,
3: report, they didn't put him out. Uh, not I, not reminds, the switches. With, yeah, with, reminds me of that sign that I
4: saw. It was like went viral on Reddit. It was. It said like, "We ain't got no Amiibos." <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Love yeah, that. that's
2: that's another funny thing. Some stores, the courtesy stores, will put a sign up that will just say. We do not have a Nintendo Switch. Yep. And like that's target does not play around. There's the sign every week, same spot, <laughs> really, same
1: place. It's just I don't want to hear it anymore. But, uh, but nope.
2: GameStop, some stores will have the sign, some stores will not have the sign. Some employees will laugh in your face when you ask them about it. Um, so it's it's crazy on that front. You know,
3: you know what else they don't have up uh, in Patience. the north one? No.
2: <laughs> Zelda amiibo. So I got them all. Yeah, those are
3: gone, man. But like, whenever I walk into the aisle, I look at the Amiibo shelf, which is the hangers. It's overflowing. It's full with Amiibo. Except none for the Legend of Zelda. No
1: <laughs> oh, classic, really? no
3: modern, nothing. Because yeah. the only I, every time I walk by that section, there's it's like
4: just a bunch of Animal Crossing ones and like 800 Bubble clients.
1: <laughs> oh my
4: god! Oh, you, you get the
3: Boo Goblins.
4: <laughs> so many. They actually climbs. have those. But I heard the Ocarina of Time Link <laughs> with the with the Ocarina is like impossible to get. It's going for like hundred bucks on eBay oh. now. Yeah, uh, someone emailed to the this. show
2: about it. We're back to this. <sighs> um, so Nintendo has said. I think we're going to do this each week. We'll yep. have a segment, news from the front, and just talk about like okay. Yep. I went to this store and this place this, store and this and just walk you through it I want to keep this Saturday ritual going because it is I did the same thing when Amiibo came out me and yeah. a friend would just jump in a car hit up every store just to see like could you even find one yeah fun fact you I,
3: could not. I found an excuse to go to Target I told yeah. my wife we have to get like soap I found and a, I found a, oh yeah. yeah I found a wee like fit Amiibo sound.
2: once and I was texting a friend like a madman who I knew yeah. wanted it and he wouldn't answer his freaking phone and I'm like I'm not gonna buy it if you already have it could you get back to me he didn't I was like well this is this is, this this is gone. I'm not buying it anyway. I would have been stuck Look, with it. The, my, the big
3: lesson is here. Y'all should have pre-ordered. Like, no. You,
2: I mean, that was can, in such an insane you, time. Those you can,
3: Amiibos. You can always You can always pre-order and then cancel. Like the, that's why I told everybody before the Switch came out. I'm like,
2: pre-order the yeah, damn Amazon, Pro Controller.
3: They'll be gone. Yeah. It always happens.
2: Amazon, the pre-order incentive isn't painful because you're not paying for that thing until it ships. Right. If you try to pre-order at Best Buy, they want that 300 now. Oh, I just just a yeah, reminder you, for, you for folks. For, uh, well, of course. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying you can't. Yeah. Anyway, uh, look forward to this. We need a name for this segment, but uh, we got to come up with something. But mm-hmm. I think this would be a fun thing to do. Yep. Um, so uh, I think that's the last thing I want to talk about before we finally transition to uh, – so we got a question from uh, one of our uh, amazing listeners. Uh, this is from Eric, who did not want to leave his last name. Uh, but you can email us at mvc at ign.com. Send us in questions for the question block. Uh, there will be only one question this week, though, because we got to go. We've run a little over. Or we're about to. So he says, uh, by the way, keep your email short, please. Please. If you've written three paragraphs, there's a problem. I can't uh, find your question. (laughs) Otherwise, Jose will, like, mumble into his beard and you won't understand what what I'm reading. All right. So the question is, uh, I've heard on this podcast and elsewhere that the three pillars of Zelda are exploration, puzzle solving, and combat. My question to you, without repeating an answer, what is the Zelda game that best represents each aspect. So each of these aspects you can a different Zelda game per exploration, per puzzle solving, combat. And then he gave me his his versions which this sucks because you took away three answers from us well, by don't saying we him, can't. Oh yeah, don't read his version. Don't read him. But now I know. We can about, read them afterwards. Okay, I'll read them yeah. afterwards. Uh yeah. but he says uh how about you guys also thank you for the outstanding podcast. Um oh, man. Well this reminder, is later. the question short, why is this lame? Because because obviously there's one pick for exploration that's correct. <laughs> no, there are two. Really, For what? I think so. Exploration in Zelda. Oh. So, if you had to pick one game that best represents or can represent, well,
4: Exploration can we, let's, in Zelda. okay, let's 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 be honest here. Let's just get Breath of the Wild off the table. Yeah, first of that's, that's of what the he Wild. did too. We okay. can't
2: repeat. Wait,
4: is it one per? Okay, well then I'm going to say for exploration, the original. Oh, I see you that's can't what repeat. I was yeah, say. that's yeah. the I mean, second right answer. And so, Breath of the Wild is amazing in that you anything you see you can walk to, right? But in the original, you can't see anything.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think he's saying you can't repeat your answer for all three. You can't say <laughs> yeah, Breath
2: of the yeah, Wild yeah. for oh, all three. Oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. good. All right, no, it I said so, yeah. the,
4: the exploration of the original that's is why incredible. I said there are two right answers. Um, obviously, you got a lot of it in Ocarina, but still that like. When it's the one when you go back to, it's still like, oh man, like, it, it feels kind of small. Well, and yeah. A
2: Link to the Past was the game that started this uh, set formula where there were gates for each thing you were trying to get to, whereas the original game, there wasn't a ton of that. You can get pretty far on mm-hmm. foot. Uh, before you hit, like for example, you couldn't get to certain places because you didn't know where the dungeon was. Yep, and you had to talk to friends or something. Yep, yep, yeah. yep. Um, so I, do, I think Breath of the Wild are the first. Game, nothing, absolutely. nothing can get
3: close in the Zelda series to uh, to Breath of the Wild exploration. Like mm-hmm. I'm including the first one oh, in that course. too. It's just the uh, the diversity of locations. Like it's, I mean, just look at how different the desert is and how you get around in the desert versus like. Running through a pasture and seeing a bunch of horses, or like climbing a tower and then jumping off and flying into the snow. Like that game has so much, so many diverse locations. The one thing it's missing is the underwater portions that we've seen in something like Ocarina of Time. But like, right. other than
2: that, I mean, you, There's a fishing town it that just, serves no major purpose yep. except to exist. Yep. It's I just, love that. Yeah. Spoilers. There's a fishing town. Uh, I mean, it's and like
3: you walk in the desert and there are these giant colossi all of a sudden. Like you just – around every bend is something mm-hmm. unique and cool. Sometimes it doesn't serve a purpose other than being a cool-looking mountain. But like there are huts with people and like mm-hmm. things happening. It's
2: just – yeah. Okay, so... The game is uh, it for exploration. Yeah. No, it's true. So for puzzle solving, okay, this, I, this is where we, get, we, go, we go places. Uh, I have one... Actually, I don't have mine yet, but why don't, don't you won. go first?
4: Um, well, I, I think one of my favorite puzzles in any Zelda game is the trading sequence in Link's Awakening. Uh-huh. I think it's really interesting um, because it gives you an excuse to interact with about 13 or 14 incredibly diverse and weird different characters in that game. Um, it lets you jump from, uh, you start off basically catching like a Yoshi doll from a claw machine. And you bring it to a little girl who, whose parents give you like something in return, that you're trading in something in return. And some of that uh, leans into the main quest yep. and then dips out back into side quest territory. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really smart. I mean, obviously I talk about Link's Awakening a lot on the show. It's so my mm-hmm. favorite. It's all the game. Deserves it's probably it. of all time.
1: Whoa,
2: whoa, whoa. Siri Siri
4: disagrees. Mm
3: -hmm. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I think that's one of my favorite
4: places. It's like, okay, I
3: see you. Yeah. Uh, I love the kind of the sequences of things. Majora's Mask was really good with that. and has kind of like people-based puzzles that I really love. But I have to go with Link to the Past. Mm -hmm. Link to the Past, you get to a point in the game where you realize that the entire map exists twice. And you get to a point where you can switch between it at any point in time. My mind was blown by the fact that like in the dark world, a certain like rock wouldn't exist and you could pass through. Like that interplay between like the two different worlds to me was the best puzzle design. I still love it more than I think any
2: other puzzle in the series, that duality. So I'm going to go with Majora's Mask because for me it is the best blend of Zelda dungeon puzzles Mm -hmm. and Zelda people puzzles Um, in that there were conversations and places and times you had to be – and maybe this is more so true with 3D. So just because it's the remake and a lot of the original bumps have been refined and smoothed over but – I loved some of the quest lines. I loved trying to figure out how am I supposed to get these frogs to – what are these frogs about? Like what is this thing right. that I'm supposed to figure out? Or I really love like the Stone Temple. I mean the Stone Temple oh. is one of the <laughs> coolest dungeons in the Zelda series. Hands down, mm-hmm. full stop. Like just that's it. Yeah. Uh, it was the first to try something like that. And you even caught wind of what the mechanic was. I don't want to spoil it even though this is an old game. But you, you kind of caught wind walking through and just saying, that don't look right and then later you find out why it's like that and you go
1: oh
2: that's so crazy God, that,
3: I hope that, put that game in but that game has temporal temporal puzzles that we've never seen in, yeah in another game really before that like Chrono Trigger does some cool stuff but like Majora's Mask that three day mechanic of like I can't get into this area but there's a guy working on chipping the rock yeah right then you come back the next day and like I can't get into that area he's still working yeah. on it and you're yeah. like ah third day and then you start yeah, sweating but then you about out the time what, and the yeah, end yeah, of what the happened world, on day like, two
2: if you didn't make it there or so Cafe's Quest where yeah. you are trying to help someone find his true love Coffee, like mm-hmm. uh, yeah it's a, I think it's pronounced cafe I'm not sure shop. Yep. but uh, it, it, and especially that go. one because it's solved at the 11th hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That quest line completely is it's like one of It's nerve wracking. Like, oh my god. Like, like, like I cannot believe. Yeah. Uh, it is a little weird if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You know we, what I'm talking quick about. Quick shout okay.
4: out to uh Link Between Worlds which I think has, yeah, has really amazing good. puzzle discovery yeah. just in the way you interact with that game. Turn flat and bend around corners to find hidden treasure chests and stuff and like that. The best
3: that. mechanic. And, yeah. and yeah. I mean guys Ocarina of Time took like the kind of Link to the Past puzzles and made them 3D. Like I remember shooting the arrow at the twisted corridor to one yeah. twisted and then suddenly the room the next room is on its side yeah. or like chasing down just Ganon galloping Ganondorf galloping at you in a in a painting. Yeah. Like oh, cool it stuff. has
2: so many cool things in it too. Yep, yep. Yeah. All right, oh. so then uh combat is the final category. Huh. Uh I'll lead off. Uh so he picked Wind Waker, which I think is a great mm. choice. I yeah. and I think uh I don't I'll let someone else say uh, that one. I'm going to pick Twilight Princess. I think Twilight Princess had the most combat moves. It just wasn't the best combat. Um, and I say that because, think about it, you were learning all of those abilities from the Sacred Hero. Yeah. You learned the Downward Stab. You learned yeah. sort of a oh, different cool. variants of the spin attack. Um, and They, they were very Zelda 2 inspired. Yeah, they yeah. all felt really cool. You just didn't run into an enemy until the Dark Knight. Where you really needed that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and even bringing back uh, the ability to sort of dodge roll around an enemy. Yep. That's one. Uh, Twilight Princess was a great follow up to what Wind Waker, I felt, started. Plus, I think they even took it to the next level. The range
4: of weapons you got in that game, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, there were dual hook shots. You had that big, like, ch- ball and chain. Yep. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Fishing rod, which you could beat the game with. Like, yep. I mean, it's, it, there's a lot of really interesting combat in that game. And I love Wind Waker's combat, especially because of that sort of like orchestral buildup that it has. Yep. But it's also very simplistic, right? right?
2: Yeah, but it's but uh, Wind Waker is close for me only because that was one of the most empowered versions of Link I think I'd ever seen. I mean, you could basically taunt and he's seen me do this. You can taunt an enemy while you're fighting him in that okay, take out the rope, take his belt, take his rupees, smack him with a boomerang. He's dizzy now. Throw a bomb next to him. It blows up. Like, there's so many ways to toys with enemies and it leads to all these animated results. That's my pick. Wind Waker, I mean, I already picked Breath of the Wild for
3: exploration by it. So by your bull uh, rules, I can't pick it because Breath of the Wild just has the variety of weapons and like a system that makes you want to try them all that I really really liked. like like that you can do stuff in that game you can't do in any of the others and I love that but Wind Waker to me just feels so good yeah mm-hmm. really like that awesome. that little sparkle button that pops up and goes and then he rolls around does the slash and when you do it against a dark nut the and armor the, falls well, that off that slice and up on the on the like the ropes yeah. on his
2: back that makes it fall and he's like oh yeah like that's yeah. so rewarding that is that's so cool anime the, yeah. too like yeah. it's fun to see the reaction to what you did to them god so i hope the they multi, port that game the multi boomerang the
3: mm-hmm. multi boomerang, you take out multiple enemies yep. by locking on boom, 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 boom. Everything has like the sound effect to it and feels right. And you're absolutely right. It creates this little melody mm-hmm. when you're attacking. The brum, yep. brum, brum, brum,
1: brum, It you ramps know? up. It feels so And sunny. then it has I these it. like yeah. these
3: uh, it really introduced like the moblins blocking stuff. And they had the spears with the range. You had the little da, 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 the yep. little mini blins with their, yep. their, their, their tridents and stuff. Yeah, I thought, I thought. Um, and choose, boom! It just like <laughs> you know, like yeah. uh, No, I, I thought that game just nailed the fi- the feel, and I was really sad when I was playing Skyward Sword because the motion controls didn't always work for me. Yeah, what mm-hmm. I thought could could have been the best combat game in the series didn't quite work. Yeah. Everything was very slow and rehearsed because you were waiting for mm. you know the Deku Babas to switch like the mouth yeah. and all and that. that. And
2: that's like, of course varying experience. Yeah. Like I, I didn't have that problem, so the fight with. Uh, what's his name, the guy who was, who ended up being the main villain for a while, yeah. but the, the creepy that guy was with the cool. tongue, like that he would catch your blade and you had to like battle it out. Cool. Like there were moments where and they got moments. it right and
3: you were like, oh, yeah. that's it, so dope. But it slowed down too much and I really liked Wind Waker mm-hmm. had the speed to
4: it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, for me, it's it's probably it's probably Wind Waker, but I do want to give a mention to Zelda Two mm-hmm. because I think in terms of NES mm-hmm. games, side scrolling like that, the uh, the range of combat options that you end up with in that game, both choice, ta- yeah, yeah, taking on like very kind of like high level enemies in that game with a combination of like upward stabs and downward stabs mm-hmm. and like ducking and pulling up and down. Um, it was a mix between some of the combat techniques you learned top down overhead from the original Zelda, but. Um, so much harder very brutally difficult yeah. the boss fights in that game are really interesting cuz they really just come down to like sheer sword skills mm-hmm. whereas i feel like in the other other games you can kind of hide behind bomb arrows yeah. and boomerangs or, an, or, an and, yeah. or an item yeah or an item and this was just straight up like no dude you got to hit that horse in the head with your sword like yeah. you don't have another option yeah. so. and repeat yeah yeah
2: um cool. hasn't aged very well but i think there's it, it's admirable what they were trying to do for the time yeah. i will say uh just i uh, not to pull us back but with puzzles, and we all made our pick, but I think my favorite thing I've seen them do with puzzle mechanics in their games on top of just the little melodies and the things that you're used to, the little... is um, layering the dungeon themes so that they evolve as Mm -hmm. you progress. Um, It's something that very subtly happens in Breath of the Wild, and we're going to talk about it Like with the Divine Beast. It happens in the final dungeon of A Link Between Worlds. It's one of my favorite build-ups because you just hear sort of a melody to start and then it builds up to percussion and then it builds up to the next level and you just you feel the melody clicking in place but you don't realize it while you're playing and when you do you go wait a minute what's going on Super Mario 64
3: that. really pioneered that the kind of layered like as you dive down in that one level suddenly the drums kick in yeah. and the music or when changes, you ride Yoshi doop, 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 yeah. doop, 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 that's that right like, to like, like a <laughs> real world <laughs> I love that <laughs> Mario the Mario World like, did like, yup, that already <laughs> yeah but yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. but this one is tied to dungeon progression yeah. which to yep. me feels more epic yeah. um, and it's I, I, you know I mentioned for uh, Puzzle Choice what game did I pick again oh I picked the
1: Uh, uh, Majora's Mask Majora's
2: Mask didn't do that then but the newer stuff has and it blows my mind every time and that's our show we made it we got through the whole thing again. Uh, hope, you,
3: hope you enjoyed it. Yeah, even though it sounds like you just gave birth, Jose. <laughs> Dude, every week. <laughs>
2: mm. um, we really need a name for that segment. I want to hit the retailers all up right, every week. Come right. back with a report. Okay. So last week, best buy. Like I want to, I want us to do that. But uh, thank you for watching and listening to Nintendo Watch Chat, our weekly show on IGN. Of course, you know that, and of course, you shouldn't forget that there is a lot. There's a lot going on on the site, including that red carpet premiere that I told you about, which is on April 8th, Saturday. It's at 3:30 p.m. If you care about the Fate of the Furious you should totally check that out. If not, there are plenty of other podcasts you should check up on this website and they all are going for striving for to be the best they are. And you should definitely uh, check in on Podcast Unlocked. Uh, I'm very excited to see what Microsoft is talking I'm about. I'm really curious yeah. to see what's going on with Scorpio. Yeah, yeah. This Me is too. Big. This is the biggest thing uh, folks will be talking about on top of all the Nintendo news that of course yep. you're expecting. Thank you very much for watching, for listening. Leave us feedback. Email us at mvc at ign.com. Com. <laughs> and finally, uh, you can find us on Twitter. You can find Brian Altano at Agent Bizzle. You can find Pear Schneider at You can find myself, Jose underscore Otero Thank you so much for watching and listening We'll be back next week with more Nintendo Wish